today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Ontario legislature has been busy this past weekend, of course, uh, because they got called back uh, to uh, deal with legislation to do with the notwithstanding clause that uh, Premier Ford had invoked. We talked about this last week, of course, and yesterday uh, they finally did pass that bill uh, and uh, tried to justify to, uh, to to the media folks uh, that were there uh, about why, first of all, they invoked this uh, notwithstanding clause, and secondly, of course, about the legislation itself. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Duff Conagher. Duff, of course, is co-founder of Democracy Watch, and uh, uh, we had talked earlier about this, Duff, uh, as they were preparing to do this. Well, it's a, a fait accompli, I guess, for now. Or is it? Uh, is there a possibility of some legal action here? Yes, there is, and I expect that there will be legal action. Uh, the one thing is that the uh, the rules, um, these r- more restrictive limits over the full year leading up to the election on uh, interest groups and also voters spending money on advertising, um, that uh, rule was struck down by the courts under the freedom of expression right in the charter, which is section 2B. Um, I expect that there will be a challenge of the uh, use of the notwithstanding clause saying that those limits violate also section three, which is the right to have fair elections essentially is uh, what's said in section three of the charter. And if that challenge was launched and won, the notwithstanding clause actually can't be used to overthrow the right to a fair election and, and suspend that right. So section the notwithstanding clause cannot be used to uh, thwart all the rights in the charter. And one of the rights that it, it can't be used to thwart is the right to a fair election. So if the unions bring another case saying that these limits challenge uh, or, or violate the right to a fair election, then uh, Ford wouldn't be able to do anything about it if they won that case. So that's one ch- challenge possible. The other one is just challenging the use of the notwithstanding clause in this case as an improper use of the clause. Yeah, and there's, the, you know, you and I talked about this the other day because just before you joined us, of course, last week we had the speaker, uh, or not the speaker, but of course the House leader, uh, Kalanda, uh, on the program trying to justify this. And we heard the same talking points from the Premier yesterday, uh, suggesting that uh, we are fighting for democracy. Uh, the Premier says, I'll work all day and night to protect the people. Uh, <laughs> It, that's a head-scratcher, Duff. I don't understand exactly what they've done this week is, is for the people at all. No, indeed. I mean, this is an unconstitutional move because it is violating charter rights. Uh, it's dictatorial and undemocratic. You know, the court ruling came down last Tuesday, and the Premier reacted with this notwithstanding clause move on Thursday. Probably didn't even talk to MPPs in, in the Conservative caucus. It's not evidence-based because he's just pulled the limit. Of, of on ad spending of six hundred thousand dollars and the and the time period of twelve months just off the top of his head. There's no there hasn't been any study of what it actually costs to reach voters on any issues through advertising, and uh, that's the same for a whole political finance system in Ontario. All the limits, the donation limit, the, the the all the subsidies, per vote subsidy, the other subsidies that taxpayers get for donations, all of those have just been made up with no study at all, and it's misleading. They've claimed that it's more generous limits than elsewhere in Canada. It's just a lie because most provinces don't even have limits in the months leading up to an election on spending by interest groups and voters. Uh, As I mentioned, it may be illegal, and we'll see about those court challenges. And it just shows that Ford has a really twisted, deeply disturbing sense of priority to recall the legislature for this 
and not address so many other problems that we have in Ontario uh, and, and just shut down the government for the summer last week without dealing with those problems and then recall it just to deal with this. That shows a real twisted sense of, of priority. Well, and we need to be clear about some of the facts, too. I mean, uh, Mr. Calandra's comments yesterday suggesting that uh, because there was some debate about this, too, especially from the NDP, uh, says the opposition just want a system where there are no rules. Well, that's that's not true, Duff. I mean, they want what they want. There were rules in place. It was the Ford legislation uh, that basically blew that legislation up. Yes, this is not they're, they're claiming and it's one of the misleading claims the government has made, claiming that this is a debate between limits on ad spending to or no limits and saying, oh, we don't want to have uh, no limits because then we'd have the free for all that they have in the U.S. where tens of millions are spent. But nobody, nobody, not none of the unions, when they testified on these changes before committee, no one said there should be no limits. Everyone agrees there should be limits. The limits should be democratic and reasonable, and they should be set in a democratic, reasonable way. And instead, like a dictator, Ford is saying, no, I have this limit in mind this amount of money for this time period. I'm making it up totally, but I'm going to impose it on all of you. Every voter in Ontario has this limit now, every interest, every citizen group, and, and for 12 months before the election, uh, which has nothing to do with the election. It's, it has to do with stopping criticism of the Ford government this fall. You know, if they make 10 major moves on big, big issues that affect millions of Ontarians this fall, they don't want the criticism to be very loud. And that's what they're trying to uh, restrict with this dictatorial move. So there is a democratic, reasonable way to move forward. And that would be to strike a quick commission, have the opposition parties agree on the members, and they would just study. It would take no time at all. You call radio stations and television and talk to the media ad buyers. Uh, how much does it cost to reach all Ontarians with an ad campaign? And whatever that amount is, that should be the limit. And an interest group should be able to spend that amount uh, on any government action or decision reaching Ontario voters with their message. And that would be a reasonable democratic limit because it would be the actual amount and it would also be realistic and based on evidence as opposed to, again, Ford pulling out this, these numbers off the top of his head and imposing them on everybody like a dictator. There's been some criticism about this and, and some people are on the other hand are simply saying look at there's no hue and cry from the public nobody really cares about this uh we're otherwise occupied right now with second doses and vaccinations and everything else uh but one friend of mine who's been covering the uh, provincial politics for a long time duff uh maintains that this is going to grow there's going to be a groundswell as people realize just how restrictive this is uh and as we get closer to the election they're going to see that firsthand uh as those voices get louder is there going to be some concern raised by the public Oh, I think so. There always, already has been. Democracy Watch has uh, 35,000 voters uh, signed a, a petition saying Ford don't violate our fundamental human rights under the Charter uh, and, and violate the rights of voters across Ontario. Swing voters care about this stuff. And so swing voters swing because they're one of the major reasons, and it's been proven in elections across the country um, back to uh, 1993 federal election, when they swung away from the Mulroney Tories to the Liberals. Uh, in every provincial election, swing voters have swung to the party that wants to clean up politics and govern in a way that's democratic. And this, this reminder that Ford is sending everyone that he's a dictator. He, he likes to get what he wants. He threatened to use the charter back in 2018 to violate anyone's rights uh, in any way he, he wants if the courts 
tried to stop him from doing what he wants. And now he's doing it. So he's reminding voters that this is how he governs, like a dictator who will impose things on millions of voters. And swing voters will turn away from someone like that. And, you know, the difference between winning and losing in any election in, in Canada is usually 5 to 10 percent. And those are the swing voters who swing back and forth. So I think you will see the polls uh, drop for Ford. And it's because swing voters are paying attention to this. They pay attention to these issues. They want clean politics. They want democratic, good governance. And Ford is reminding them that he's incapable of doing that because he, he just likes to do what he likes to do. And, and if anyone tries to stop him, he doesn't care about violating the human rights of all Ontario voters in order to get what he wants. You look at the calendar here, and I guess, you know, with what they've done here, uh, this is essentially in effect right now because we are one year away from the election, aren't we? Uh, well, yes. What they within a, that within a, a few bit, days. It, it doesn't apply retroactively to May 2nd because uh, it's the 12 months leading up to the election campaign period, just to be clear. Yeah. The hundred thousand, there's a $100,000 limit on advertising by voters and interest groups during the election campaign period, and that was not touched by this ruling. The, the court ruling was all about this pre-election period of the 12 months leading up to the campaign beginning. So the campaign will begin May 2nd, and uh, the, these restrictions come into force now, now that this uh, bill mm-hmm. has been passed of using the notwithstanding clause to, uh, to override the court ruling. Well, we can hardly wait to see what next steps are and uh, how they're going to respond to this as well. Duff, great to get yes, your everyone perspective. Will be, everyone will be moving very quickly, obviously, because um, if the unions mm-hmm. want to reverse this, then they want a court ruling as soon as possible. And I think the courts will expedite it like they did the ruling. It was, you know, the unions applied in May and the court ruled June 8th. So I think we'll see very quick action. Uh, we're looking and talking to lawyers ourselves about what can be done. And we'll ask for an expedited hearing and... and uh, try to get this overturned as soon as possible so that voters can express their criticism of the Ford government and aren't muzzled by uh, these restrictions. Well, keep us posted on this as, uh, as you hear indeed. back from them, because this is a, a big story, and it, it's a very important story as we head into an election next year. Thanks so much again for this, stuff. Really appreciate the time. Thank you. Take care and stay safe. You too. Duff Conacher, co-founder of Democracy Watch. And uh, apparently the debate is not over about uh, the Ford government's uh, use of the notwithstanding clause. And we'll keep you posted as uh, new developments occur. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.